Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. You could be sitting on a gold mine because there's a mom out there desperate enough to buy that specific lovey or whatever. And Liz. So Kelly has told me that if she dies, the one thing she wants me to do is ensure that her kids always have new clothes and like are always dressed to the nines for the holidays and doesn't let Tyler go rogue on their outfits. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. And happy Tuesday to everybody. We hope that you're having a fabulous morning. I think what's so funny about our podcast, Elizabeth, is like it comes out at 6 a.m. And I would venture to say that like most of it gets listened to by 630. Just like the moms are up. The moms are time. Yeah. And like things are just started. Things are just happening. Yeah. What a jam packed episode, though. I yeah I guess Liz, no we do we have a millennial word I have really good industry news we have oh, okay. a great well, you haven't told me that we have a great eight great eight taste drive great eight taste drive we have a ditch the drive through we have Blake's besties and I've been workshopping my name for my um shared note I, I originally I was like Kelly's driveway dump but then I realized that was not it but it's like yeah, things I that's... thought about things I think about while sitting on my driveway not going in the house okay um. But driveway so, dump is not. No, drive. Yeah, anything with Kelly's dump is just not <laughs> the move. But I do have some good random talking points on my to-do list that are not on my shared note, which I know you didn't read. Yeah. Um. So I'd like to tell <laughs> you about them and the rest okay. of the class. Okay. So I don't know. You need to tell me like what that segment's called and when I do it. But they're really good. <laughs> like Kelly telling us what we're going to talk about on the podcast. She <laughs> never lets me know beforehand. Or she does. She has in the shared note, but has the most vague <laughs> words I as th- if I'm supposed to know. I died when I listened to the, our last episode, just re-listening to it. And you were like, you never got a shared note. I'm like, you wrote Canva and lasagna. Listen, I think that if I... I think the game should be, let me read you the notes and you can try to guess what, okay, the, that, what, the, yeah. what the story is about. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, hit us with our millennial word because like, I just want to make sure I'm like using the lingo, being correct. Right, right, right. Um, well, the millennial word of the day where we learn Gen Z slang so we can be less lame today is bop. B-O-P. Now, a bop is um, an adjective to describe a good song or a song that has a good beat that makes you want to dance. Yeah, it's so, like a killer song. Yeah, it's just a good song. So it's a bop. And you all think of bop, 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 bop to the top. Walk away my ambitions. Oh, Sharpay. I didn't know that Sharpay was in the building. And that is, I'm so happy you said that, Kel, because that is a bop. Elizabeth, don't the you original bop. <laughs> bop, bop to the top. So that's the origin story. Yeah. Bop, bop, bop. bop. Bop to the top. And then strut your stuff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, but Kel, we have a sponsor today. Kind of. Uh, today's podcast episode is brought to you by shopthecarmomofficial.com because here's the thing. We have our holiday light pre-sale happening right now. We finally figured out that 
if we do a pre-sale, everyone who wants one gets one. Yeah. And that's the service we want to provide to people because we really want to like try to give everyone the chance to buy one. So the holiday lights are on pre-sale. They will ship around the first week of November, which let me tell you something. You don't need to be decorating your car for Christmas before then. So like, yeah, we're so doing it. Fine. We're doing it for you, really. Yeah, we're, like, we're holding them back purposefully. No, so we're not really. We have to fulfill them. But just know if you um, want. The colors are so cute. They're I think they're cuter this year than last year. Yeah, I think they are, too. They and, like make me so happy. And here's what we did, which no one's talking about because it's not that exciting. But we went from last year. We had eight that we sold for $15.99. Okay. This year, because like everyone else is inflating their prices and we looked at inflation and we laughed at it. So we added 10 and we dropped the price by a dollar. So. So. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Um, So you can head over to the carmofficial.com to get your light magnet. Note your vehicle must be magnetic. Aluminum vehicles are not magnetic. I.e. the Expedition. Well, yes, but the but the chrome bar on the expedition yeah, is magnetic. But bar. also, like I put them on my fridge, I put them on my garage, mm-hmm. on my mailbox. Like, th- trust me, there's a time and a place for holiday magnets, and it's everyone in every household. There's also um, mittens if for you celebrate sale Christmas as well. So instead of the hand, if you want to like retire your hand magnet for the holiday season and just put up a mitten, you can. All, we also have mittens for sale. Yeah, mitten hand magnets. So anyway, that thank you so much to the Kelly party. and Elizabeth yeah. for sponsoring today's podcast and buying all of this candy for our great eight. Yes. So tis the season for Halloween, and tis the season for candy. And I felt like the chocolate discussion was. Sp- you know, really interesting and hard hitting and sparked a lot of controversy. No, it was it's the kind of investigative journalism yeah. that mm-hmm. I'm really proud to bring to this yeah. podcast week after week. And so we thought it would be a disservice to the world, really, if we didn't do the same thing for the sweet, the fruity, the sour candies of the world. Yeah. And, you know, we could have separated the categories more, but I can't eat that much candy. No. So this is anything that's not chocolate. So this is like sour, sweet, fruity. And I found eight of them. Okay. So Um, Kelly, are we doing this? Are we not doing my brain dump? Oh, or my driveway dump? Well, we can do. We can do your drive. We can do your driveway dump. Well, which one do you want to do first? I would. I would like it to be a more appropriate time for me to eat as much all this candy. And it is, it, it is ten a.m. So if we could just like push this off by like fifteen minutes, that'd be great. Okay, sounds good. So I have um, I have three on my driveway dump today, okay. and I'm gonna just read read what I wrote, and then you're gonna see if you see can guess if the I know story. What it is. Okay. Okay, Bethany Frankie. I don't know who that is. Well, I spelt Frankel wrong. Which oh, it's Frankel. I don't know who that Bethany is. Frankel. I still don't know who that you is. don't know who she is? Okay, so Bethany Frankel is the was the founder of Skinny Girl, like Skinny Girl drinks, Skinny oh, Girl yeah, popcorn, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she was a uh, Real Housewives of New York City, mm-hmm. like one of the most dramatic in a good like, just br- brought a lot to the show. Like when she's not there, there's nothing going on. Um, to the to, to the Real Housewives of New York City, yeah. And so then she's just like been this like mogul, like she's like been on Shark Tank and like the Skinny Girl brand, like now looking at it, it's like feels a little out of touch like because you yeah. made a whole brand about being skinny. about being skinny, which it's not which like I mean, it's diet. It's health. I don't even know if they're healthier. It's diet alternatives to liquor and to yeah. salad dressings and to popcorns. I'm not saying like those can't exist, but just like the whole branding was I think like now feels a little ick. So now she's just like been going on Instagram and doing these like beauty makeup reviews. Okay. And 
I'm feeling mixed about it. And I think like the society's feeling mixed about it. So like some, do you know who Heather um, McDonald is? She's a comedian. She like thinks it's so cringe because basically like Bethany's going on there and like being like, okay, Selena Gomez. She's like be- trying to become like a makeup influencer. Oh gosh. Um, But it's not, but like sometimes, but some people are loving it. Some people aren't loving it. So it's just like, she just keeps doing it. She's honestly churning out more content than we do in a week. I don't know. If she just like is that big of a grinder, if like this is like a big part of her business now, I think she's sold skinny girl. So like I think she's like venturing off to her next thing. Anyway, all that to say is like she goes on here and she like talks about the product she likes, talks about the product she doesn't drugstore, high end, everything. And I just think my prediction is, Elizabeth, that she's going to come up with a makeup brand next. That sounds like that's what she's pivoting for yeah okay anyway just wanted to say i think bethany frankel is gonna come out with a makeup line and everyone's okay. gonna be like oh that makes so much sense because because like i don't think that like a 50 something year old woman is like doing this every single day but there's not like more right. in it for her especially a mogul a mo girl like her yeah a mo girl listen i mo-girly. have been coining that term mo girly yeah Tyler didn't know what a mogul was he like didn't know that word well i'm like well you're not so it's like yeah, it takes one to know one, really. <laughs> takes one to know one. Okay, next on the list, I had holiday kids clothes. What do you think I'm talking about? Holiday kids clothes. Is this if you if you die? No. Oh, okay. No. Okay, but do you know why my, my you know, can, sh- can I share why I believe that? Yes. So Kelly has told me that if she dies, the one thing she wants me to do is ensure that her kids always have new clothes and like are always dressed to the nines for the holidays just always have new clothes and doesn't let tyler go rogue on on their outfits yeah and i know that's like a little morbid to think of but like i just want like if something were to happen to me obviously like i know you'll take care of my kids like however needed but i know tyler will not ask and like i don't want my kids to like not have a cute holiday outfit and like not have like cute new back to school clothes and like i just know tyler can't do that so I just like that is a responsibility given to you. No, yeah. that's not what I meant. Okay. Holiday kids clothes. So I was thinking, you know how like we all like are like buying holiday jammies, whether it's like Halloween or Christmas yeah. or like winter. And like, you know, like after the season's over, like now what do I do with these jammies? Okay. Yeah. okay so I have two, I think, tips slash hacks that I think are really helpful. Okay. Okay. Number one is I always like to keep a pair of jammies in my car because I just think, especially for me, like we're always at mom and dad's house and the next thing I know I like want to give my kids a bath and put them in jammies and like get them out of their play clothes so my plan is which I've never done this before I'm going to take the once Halloween's over the Halloween jammies go in the car so then they're still being used in case of emergency but I don't have to like look at them in their jammy drawer every day and be like this feels weird for April right so I'm going to have like holiday or Christmas jammies in their car when it's not like that season I like it thank you another thing I did last year that I think was genius is I put my kids fall like holiday specific clothes in the holiday decorations mm, basket. Yeah. So like I had a Halloween like little tub with some Halloween and the fall decorations. And then I put in Halloween shirts, Halloween jammies from last year, not even knowing if they were going to fit George and Hattie. Some of them did. Some of them didn't fit George, but like it was gender neutral enough. I could pass to Hattie. But like now, if you're like ever wondering what to do with their holiday clothes on the off season, just put it in the decorations bin because you're going to bring that up. Revisit it next year. And, and like it's out of sight, out of yeah. mind, but like it's a good place for them to go. And then if like the next year you're like, OK, this doesn't fit any of my kids. It's like I don't need to keep it. Then you can toss it. Right. OK. Or I could be like, hey, Liz, now like you have kids. Here's my cri- I brought up my Christmas decorations. I found all these Christmas right. clothes like, oh, do you have any kids in this size right now? So I just thought like, that smart. was a good little place to put those. I don't know how you thought I was going to guess that, but. Okay. And then finally, Dee Dee's on Poshmark. Okay. I do know what this one's about. Maybe. 
Well, it's because uh, Taddy wanted the same little tag stuffed animal that George had. Um, but I guess they don't make that one anymore. And so you had to buy it off of Poshmark. Yes, but that's not but like that's not like a segment. So my, I, I think these are like hacks almost. Maybe this just needs to be like Kelly's hacks because here's a great hack I thought of. If you have your kids, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me it's your podcast tell they're listening you could be sitting on a gold mine because there's a mom out there desperate enough to buy that specific taggy or lovey or whatever so i recommend looking at what your kid does not sleep with does not need but you have to go a step further and you have to find out what specific one it was like i needed the starry nights mary meyer taggy lovey like i know like <laughs> i knew exactly which one it was but if like if, I, if you just would have put up like blue lovey off poshmark i would have never found it but this this girl knew she knew what she was sitting on uh, and she knew there was a sucker like myself who would pay fifty dollars for it fifty dollars for it yeah but, inflation man <laughs> And they don't make it anymore. Yeah. So I think like if you want like side hustle alert, go go into your kids' rooms, yeah. find the exact names and, you know, 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 know where the market's at. If right. that thing's sold out, you bump it to 50 and you may never sell it. But first of all, if you label, label it properly, one, you'd be helping a mom in need like myself who needed the Mary Myers Starry Night Taggy Lovey Blanket. Right. And two, I think it's a good way to to make a little bit of extra cash. I mean, you're kind of robbing a, mo- a desperate mom like yourself, but... <laughs> well... Well, here we are. Well, robbing, pay- robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, this mom needs... Whatever. Right. Okay, or make it a fair price. But, like, I'm just saying, I'm not Rob gonna... Rob Peter to pay Paul? What? You've never heard that? No. Kelly, you just come <laughs> on. You just, no. say, you just have all these taglines. <laughs> never heard you say. That's a thing people Where say. Where did you hear that? Elizabeth, it's like a business term. Rob Peter, well, Rob Peter to pay Paul, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, people say that. Anyway, I'm saying like, yes, technically, I think if you take Elizabeth's spin on it, you would be taking advantage of a desperate mom like myself. But I'm also, you know, I'm okay with it because you knew what you had. And I'm, hey, that's capitalism, baby. I I was ready to pay for it. There you go. So anyway, you may never sell it, but that's my, that's my advice. Okay. Label them properly and jack the prices up and try to sell them. And that was thanks for coming to Kelly's driveway dump. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's driveway dump. Okay, well, now I feel a little bit more prepared 10 minutes later to eat candy. So let's see what we got. So Kelly bought eight different candies from the gas station that are sour, sweet, fruity, etc. And we've paired them up and we're going to... And I, first of all, I did pull the carpool. So some of these were your choices. And two... The ga- I, w- I think it's also important. There was like, there's some things I couldn't get, but you know what? It wasn't at a gas station. And so it's like, that's kind of, the thing. it felt very like authentic to be at a gas station. Well, an, I, an average gas station at that, not a QT, an average, a mobile. Yeah. Well, I think the important thing is, is we have to have a metric and the metric is like, what am I pulling at the gas station? Elizabeth, you know? yes. So what do we have? We have um, sour punch straws and blue raspberry. I don't know. We have uh, trolley sour bite crawlers in berry berry. Only one they had. We yeah, that was an interesting choice. We have Starburst and Mambas. Elizabeth highly requested by the carpoolers. Okay, good to highly know. requested. Good to know. We have Sour Patch Kids watermelon and Haribo uh, gummy bears, and Skittles and Nerds gummy clusters. 
probably one of the most requested were the nerds gummy clusters okay. and i was worried they weren't going to happen i found them in the final hour at the checkout okay well i love that i'm yep. really excited to try um, um i have no idea where this is going to go like when i say i have mm-hmm. no idea who's going to win i mean i think like the front runner like seems to be sour punch water sour patch watermelon but i don't know i don't know it's, it's so one note though we i don't just, know we had such a phase in high school it was like the biggest thing was after lunch you would go to the little gift shop and everyone would always buy sour patch watermelon. it was part of our high school's identity and if you live in st louis we went to ursuline and it was like part of the identity like yeah. to the point where like i went back for an alumni event and they like gave you sour watermelons yeah I like as like part of the like thing like i'm like okay, we're thing. still doing and that. it was like they would like buy like the costco bags and then put them in little, little plastic ba- baggies I, they weren't even like and you got like 10 yeah uh, they probably they made a killing um okay so let's start with the haribo gummy bears and the sour patch watermelon and i also want to be clear like we're not doing this thing where it's like comparing flavor to, like we just grabbed the flavors because i think that's what you have to do so like liz could have a better flavor than me i could have a worse flavor but like we have to debate with the flavor that you have i think that's the only fair way to do it okay let's go so it's by far the watermelon is better texture is so textured flavor are so there on the watermelon mm-hmm. the thing with the gummy bear is i like the flavor but it's like the we, texture was tough. You need more texture. They're so chewy and they're so small mm-hmm. that it's just like this like uncomfortable little thing you're chewing on. Yeah. Or yeah. Or I need like a worm, you know, even over that. It's just not. It's it's giving stale gummy. I just think gummy technology yeah, has come it, so far. Is it just are they just stale or is it the shape? Something's not working. Yeah. So by far sour patch moves forward. Okay. So next that was gonna be I knew that was gonna be an easy one. Yeah, that was an easy one. So next we're going to do gummy sour gummy worms and the sour punch straw. This is gonna be a well sour gummy worms you've said are a top my favorite. But these are the very berry, and I don't think I'm gonna like them as much, but like I'm just speculating here. Well that's kinda why I got like the berry sour punch to like try to be like but like Liz, that's the gas station you walked into. So which one did you grab? I got it. Let's give it a shot. Okay, what do you what do you think? I have my opinion. I think I like the sour punch straw better. I disagree. Oh no. I thought that the gummy worm had a better flavor, even though it was very berry. No, the very the very berries are good. Don't be sleeping on the very berries. Um, I think it was just like after if I look at the texture, it was so freaking chewy. They're so chewy. But I like the flavor a ton more. Like I can tell you I could eat that entire bag of gummy worms and I won't have any blisters on my tongue. If I eat two of those sour punch straws, I'm gonna get those like blisters all over my tongue. Well and I will say like no no, you know what you mean. And I feel like with the sour punch straws, I'm probably gonna concede because we don't have a tiebreaker here and I'm not that strong about it. It's like this is not like I'm gonna get things all over the place. Like yeah, it's like I hate that very like dirty. the the gummy messy. worm is it goes from bag to mouth. This is a two to, this is <laughs> bag a, to mouth. This is a two to three biter. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, well, I mean talk about Robin Peter to pay Paul. Don't chew into it, Kelly. <laughs> don't chew into the mic. You're gonna get us canceled. Goodness gracious. Ah! Okay, next up we are going to try the Starburst versus the Mambas. Can we just starburst versus mamba? You like the mamba. Here, but like, but here, but let me tell you something about the mamba. Elizabeth, go get the mamba packaging. Look at how obnoxious this is. So it comes in a package and then they divide the packages by flavor, which is interesting. And then you have to unwrap it. So like you're unwrapping three things. What a waste of to get to a mamba. Um, I think the mamba's chewier. I like the texture probably better. 
I like the flavor of a Starburst better. Of a Starburst better. But something about the mom, but like just even the color looks more natural. Like it's like a softer pink, a well, softer it certainly yellow. It tastes more natural, but I don't know if that's what I'm after. I get that. So I feel I, it's Starburst for me. No, I'm. I mean, I I'm fine with going Team Starburst, and Starburst are good. I think like I was sleeping on them a little bit. No, they're so good. I'll get them in the airport a lot, and they're just like that's a good hack. The problem, well, I guess the problem with both of these is that you, I don't like the yellow ones, so you just have to know that you're buying a pack with flavors that you don't like. Have you ever had the Starburst Fave Reds? Yeah, Fave, I, I I get those when I Fave when, Reds when they're smacks. available. Smacks. Okay, so Starburst moves forward. Yeah, Starburst moves forward. Okay, so now we have Skittles versus Nerds Gummy Clusters. Now, that's a toughie. Here's the thing. Skittles, you... I it's really tough. I started off with just one and eating one, and I was like, I have to eat at least two because you yeah. have to have, like, multiple Skittles. I've never had the Nerds Gummy Clusters. There's, like, some depth there. It's, an, it's a Nerds rope cut into cl- cut into pieces. Yeah. And I love a Nerds rope. And yeah. Ha- let's just say hats off to Nerds for being innovative. Because yeah. we Nerds was the most silly food to eat. Because they were, like, so small. You had to, like, put, like, your mouth on it to, like, get them in there. Or put them in your hands and transfer. And just, like, not and very... You never... You had to, like, lick your hands. Yeah. So I'm really happy to see Nerds, like, finding a way to stay in the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those COVID times, like that would have been tough for nerds. That would have been tough for nerds to make it. But the fact that you can grab it's it's we're back to the sour or we're back to the sour gummy worms. It's from bag to mouth. So with the Skittles, (sighs) I don't ever see myself going into a gas station and buying the red Skittles. I would maybe buy the tropical. I would maybe try very berry. I would maybe buy something else. I don't see a world. Skittles are always the last thing I'm going to grab for. But I enjoyed them when I have them. They just don't really speak, like spark my interest that much. So for me, I think I'm going to go with Nerds Gummy Clusters. No, I agree. Okay. And I think that over original Skittles, and you know what? Maybe we should have had Sour here. Maybe we should have had the purple bag, but I picked up the original. I didn't know. I know, Kellen. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm good with Gummy Clusters moving forward, though. Okay. So, okay. Now, so now we have, well, I guess, should we just do the two Sours against yeah, each other? Yeah, I think we should do worms versus watermelons and, and then, then clusters versus starburst right. i don't know what else to do let's do worms and watermelon i think it's and i can't believe i'm saying it because it is one note but i think it's the watermelon yeah so it's the thing w- with the gummy worms is i love gummy worms but i got the two different flavors the first round i had the better flavor in the very berry bag and the second i was like that flavor was not as good as the first one and so that's the thing that's the risk you run which even you're getting different flavors even and even with I mean, everyone knows red and blue gummy worms are the best. Yeah, for yellow, sure. the green and orange sucks. So well, it's like, yeah, it doesn't suck. But I'm like, there, there's something to be said about consistency and mm-hmm. the it, texture. The texture on the watermelons is significantly better too. Significantly better. It is a so good. It is a good both, gummy. If both the tastes are good, then you have to go based off of texture. Yeah. Okay. So um, sour watermelon moves forward. So next we have. The Starburst versus the Nerds Gummy Clusters. I think this is going to be really, a really controversial, tough one. I think so, too. Okay. Kelly's shaking her head like she knows which one she likes better. I mean, I think it's Starburst for me. Okay. I was going to say Starburst, too, but I thought that was going to be, like, controversial. Starburst are just good. Starburst are good. And Nerds Gummy Cluster. Also also very good. Also good. good. Also good. Um, Not as good as the Star. I mean, if you haven't, and, like, I don't want anyone to come for me until you've tasted both of them one after another because i agree nerds gummy clusters are good mm-hmm. starbursts 
They've got the juice. It Imagine has the juice. if we had fave reds. I had a freaking orange, and I'm still and you still and said I it. still said it, Elizabeth. I know, Imagine I know. if I would have put it against a hard hitter like pink. Yeah, I know. I put it against a pink, and it was it well, was that's what, if we move Starburst forward. I'm gonna get I'm getting a pink or a red versus. Okay. I think I have to do that. Yeah, that's the only that's the best. Okay, way to this know. is gonna be crazy. So now top final two of. I forgot what we're calling this. Of fruity, sour, other gas station candy that's not chocolate bars. We have sour punch. Sour punch. Sour, sour patch, patch water, kids, watermelon. watermelon. And starburst. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So this is a toughie. This I, one's really, really hard. I mean, I had a red and I washed it down with a watermelon and it was a yeah. great mouthfeel. Yeah. It was just um, very delightful. Yeah. Um, very delightful. Couple of first thoughts. I'm just imagining like as we record the rest of this podcast and we're sitting here talking, am I going to reach to unwrap a random Starburst or am I going to reach for the watermelon? Yeah. And it's probably going to be watermelon for me. So I am like the biggest fan of Starburst. Like I buy Starburst more than I buy Sour Patch watermelon. Don't get me wrong. So I don't know if there's something to be said about that or not. But trying them back to back... Well, and I think like we have to, so like, is a red Starburst better than a sour watermelon? Yes. Is a pink Starburst better? Yes. Is a yellow better? No. No. Is an orange better? No. No. So, so do you like, do you like the variety or do you like the consistency? Because the variety, you get some disappointments. I, I think if this was fave reds, I wouldn't be having this conversation. Wow. Yeah. I think so. I think I'm good with giving it to watermelon based on what I'm seeing here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. I'm going to think long and hard about getting a fave red Starburst pack next time I go in. That's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see what everyone else thinks. Um, I am okay with how things turned out. I kind of wish watermelon would have got a beat out just so that we we would have. Well, normally it's not the number one seed that does this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like normally something else comes. Another thing that people told me to get a lot was high chews, but I couldn't find them. Oh, I feel so. like those and Mambas are like the same thing in my mind. So anyway, that is our grade eight taste drive. We'll do a little poll on the carpool Instagram to see what everyone else thinks. Okay, ready for industry news? Am I ever? Okay, it's quite worthy. Okay, the first story, we have another um, Elon Musk story of him just being interesting. Mm. Um, And it's a story from the Los Angeles Times. Elon Musk shows off a robot that can raise the roof. And for now, that's about all. So I don't know if you've seen this. Um, but recently, I guess they had an event and Elon Musk and his Tesla team introduced this robot they're calling Optimus. Okay. And he, he says that he wants autonomous androids to take over human factory jobs, which I feel like it's just like a lot to like say to people. Do you know what I mean? Cause that's like the number yeah, one, like, like, okay, talk, so like, where's, yeah. where's that going? What does that mean for jobs? Blah, 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 blah. Um, it says before the robot made an appearance, Musk warned against high expectations. So it's, he's like, okay, but it's not like that good. But he said the latest Optimus iteration would mark a step up from last year's event when a dancing human in a skin tight suit dressed on stage to look like an Optimus. And he was right about that. Basically, if you can Google it, it looks like C3PO. Like it's just doing very basic, very basic functions, um, like picking up a box and like moving it. I thought we were further along in the robot market. No, Elizabeth. Am I just so wrong to Elizabeth, believe that? Same. I was like, what? 
um go to automotive news tesla bot is what they're calling it the tesla bot yeah so musk musk first discussed the tesla bot last year saying the android would be about five feet eight weighing 125 pounds and carrying and have a carrying capacity of about 45 pounds that is a heavy robot um utilizing the same autonomous driving system as the company's vehicles the robots he claimed would eventually be capable of sorry would eventually be capable of such tasks as going to the store to purchase a set of groceries and and then he goes in the future physical work will be a choice he said at the time if you want to do it you can but you won't need to he offered no timeline okay well so here's my thing i have a couple of things on robots number one like I said, I thought it would be further along in the market. Number two, why do they always make robots like look, have the same anatomy as a person in the sense of two arms, two legs? Is that really like the the most efficient type of machinery? Like wh- why don't they have like forearms? Don't or you, like, like tracks. Get, like I think like, he tracks, from, like wh- who cares if they walk? It's a freaking ro- yeah, like It's why, a robot. That's like an additional... I feel like making them like walk like humans, that's like an additional thing you Liz, have to do. Liz, that's a good point. So yeah, that's just my question. Why are we trying to make them after people if you're also saying that, you know, they're going to be more efficient than people? So that's just, hey, Elon, if you're ever listening to the Carpool Podcast, those are the questions I have for you. So yeah. Um, so the company showed videos depicting it doing more complicated tasks. So not like... They couldn't like show this at the veiling, but they're like, well, we recorded it earlier. Like, it's really, it was funny. You need to go watch it. Um, And the video showed them lifting a box from a shelf, picking up a watering can and watering plants. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then this was interesting. Um, Musk said Optimus bots would eventually be produced by the millions and would cost less than 20,000 a piece. He added that Optimus performance would be impressive, would be more impressive a few weeks from now. Remember when Elon Musk uh, tried to show that his uh, like Cybertruck windows were going to be like unbreakable and I threw a rock at it and mm-hmm. it broke like this is just he's always putting the cart before the I horse. Know. He goes th- this L.A. Times article goes he is notoriously late on deadlines and famously once told an audience at a demonstration that the glass oh. of the Tesla Cybertruck prototype was shatterproof before it shattered on stage. It's like this is the same thing. Are we like seeing the downhill of Elon Musk happen in front of us? Like last week we reported on don't drive your Cybertruck into the water. And now he's like showing us these robots that like, I'm sorry, aren't impressive. He's, well, mm, it's kind of giving like narcissist energy in the fact of it's like, well, what I, I can't do any wrong. And like, obviously this is all going to be great and fine. And just like overly confident on things that you have no right being confident on. Yeah. And I mean, I could see that for sure. Um, but I also just wonder if like, because he had so much success in Tesla, if he just thinks that whatever he touches will turn to gold that's sort of that's what it's giving me yeah i don't know that i don't know but anyway i just wanted everyone to know that elon musk has an optimus robot um and he's really he's really excited about it well and good and it can like lift a get this guy it can lift a box like a full two feet so something humans have we learned like literally nothing from every movie with robots it just it says it's like a terrible idea I don't know. I mean, I'm like thinking like I'm sure like we'll see more robots in our in our lifetime for sure. I just like don't know if it's like going to be. I'm not having a 125 pound robot live in my house that has arms and legs, not because I'm afraid the like the robot's going to get a mind of its own, but because of like how we don't how we don't even want to have um, 
our computer screens, our computer cameras open without a sticky note or something over it, you know, how they mm-hmm. say, just because you can, you can log in and like, um, yeah, someone could hack your, what's hack, hack your robot? Hack your robot and make it hurt you or something. That's what I'm saying. It's 125 pounds. I don't think I would be able to get a 125 pound robot off of me. That's a lot of weight. That I can't lift 125 pounds for sure. And also, it's just like so funny. Like, look at all these like recalls that these car manufacturers go through. Like, are uh, we going to hear like 30 years from now be like, hey, Kia says you have to park your robot outside because yeah. it might catch on fire? Yeah. So, like, I'm, I've got a lot of questions about the robot market, guys. I'm personally not ready to go there. Also, like, again, or we could have hybrid vehicles, <laughs> or right. we could like focus on, I don't know. It's like Elon, too many irons in the fire, bud. Get the Cybertruck out yeah anyway anyways next story this is a story from Edmonds, and it was really i thought this was very well done and it's a tow test and they basically took four different trucks and they compared their towing so they took the ev a gas a hybrid and a diesel truck to see who had the best towing capacity or just Sorry, or had who had the best fuel economy while towing. Okay. So it was a Chevy Silverado as the gasoline, a Ram 1500 as a turbo diesel, a hybrid F-150 Lightning, and then, I'm sorry, a hybrid F-150, and then also the Ford Lightning. Okay, so the article is really long, so I'm not going to like go into the whole thing, but again, this is by Edmonds. If you, you or someone in your life like really wants to know about these four different kinds of powertrains on trucks. Um, but I think the big question was like, so what was with the Lightning? Because in the past... People have said, like, you know, this EV range is fine until you start to tow things and, like, these cars can't tow as much. So what's interesting about the Lightning is its max towing capacity was 8,500 pounds, which was the lowest of any of the... And this was on which one? The Lightning. Okay. So the Chevy Silverado, which was the gas one, max towing was 8,900 pounds. The Lightning was 8,500 pounds. And then the F-150 XLT... Power boost, so the hybrid, was 12,400 pounds, and the diesel was 12,500 pounds. And then you have to look at how much they weighed. So the Lightning basically, here's what was interesting about how the Lightning performed is it had the lowest towing capacity, but it has the heaviest combined, it, it, it was the heaviest car. So like think lowest towing, heaviest mm, car. Okay. Also the EV. So the Lightning handled its load with poise over the duration of the trip. Its expanded battery pack and two electric motors had no issues going up or over the inclines. And its independent rear suspension, as opposed to the traditional solid axle found in most trucks, smoothed out our ride quality without hampering um, capability. So basically, this chart's like really helpful. The diesel obviously towed the best with the load that they had. They all towed um, uh, Tesla Model 3s or something like that. So anyway, according to Edmonds, they did not find that the F-150 Lightning performed any worse than any of the other than than what some of the other people had seen. So something to chat about. Okay, well that's interesting. Yeah, I'm happy someone's like doing that. You know, like like someone's doing a test. Like it's like that's their kind of journalism, and my kind of journalism is like, what do the cup holders look like? And they're both equally important, Mm -hmm. and that's what people forget. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, we had a new um, car get launched. Out of the Honda lineup, but it's not the Pilot. <gasps> Honda, okay, if you've not been following my Instagram, Honda is being so coy about the Pilot. It's a 2023 Pilot, and they will not fully release it. 
and I've had a lot of people DM me and just like conversations with other experts and everyone's saying it's like because they don't have enough chips to make the cars or like because they still have people waiting on their 2022 Honda Pilots. So they like don't want to be like, well, here's what the 23 looks like. So they're just putting that's what they're saying. I mean, obviously, Honda hasn't said that. Okay, sure. But they're like really dragging this pilot out. I mean, so they just launched Honda this morning as of October 6th, just launched the 2024 Prologue. And it is going to be their electric SUV. Their new EV crossover is a collaboration with General Motors and shares components with the Chevy EV Blazer, which was interesting. The Prologue will go on sale in 2024 and will be followed by Honda's other EVs in 2026 and 2027. What do you think of the name Prologue? Mm, I don't know. That doesn't really do anything for me. I know. I didn't really like it. Um, it's large. So it'll be larger than the CRV. It will be larger than the CRV. It'll be similar in size to the two row passport. And that's about all we got. We don't really have much more. Okay. Range should fall somewhere between 250 and 320 based on the Blazers estimates. Things like that. So we love to see a little GM Honda collab. For sure. Not collab, like crossover. Like I think they're like, hey, can we borrow that thing that you invented? And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay. Well, and that's my industry news. Thanks, Cal. That was great. Okay, Cal, I kind of want to go into our advice segment, if that's okay with you. Yeah, shut me up, please. Um, Okay, so we got a question. If you want to get some carpool advice, you can do so by emailing hello at thecarmomofficial.com. And so our question comes from Kara. And Kara said... I have a question I think both of you can answer. What advice do you have on making friends as an adult? I'm fairly new in town. My husband and I moved for his work and we also have an 18 month old. Curious to hear how Liz, you made friends when you lived in a new city and Kelly, how you made mom friends once kids came along. I'm open to anything, whether it's play dates, double dates, or even over chatting over coffee. Is it just me or does friend dating feel harder than regular dating? Love the podcast and all that you do. Kara, such a good question. And such like something that I still feel like I'm figuring out. I don't have a lot of friends. (laughs) i want to make kara feel better i don't know i it's very hard to make friends Mm -hmm. and i'm very much like that person that's like i don't want to go but i want to be invited like i and i think a lot of it's like i just need to go do things more i just don't want to put in the effort but then i want and like that's a toxic trait about me no so my advice would be oh yeah i would be let kara and i know putting putting in the effort and that's the thing i don't want to do that oh kelly this is what you have to do if you want to make friends okay so what you have to do is everyone is the first thing you have to understand is everyone is in the same boat that you are even if it doesn't seem like it everyone kelly and i are both trying to make friends in like this adult space as well like everyone wants that so you shouldn't feel weird about like reaching out to people or if you like meet someone through your kids or you you know, see someone on social media in the local area. Like I wouldn't be necessarily afraid to reach out and just like ask for, see if you want to get coffee. And I'm like such a, such a victim of this as well in the sense of, I have a laundry list of people that I have been meaning to text from, you know, moving back St. Louis, whether it be from um high school or whatever and i just haven't and i know if i did the feelings would be mutual and we would get together and then it would be great and then like you're starting that friend journey but it's putting yourself out there it's meeting them and it's being consistent and that's like the best way to 
I think maintain friendships is to make it happen again and to hang out again. That's where I've had success. I think one, I have I'm gonna take a different approach than Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> I think you're right. I also think normalize like not having a ton of friends and like not feeling like you have to I mean like obviously if you want some friends like go get some friends but like sometimes I'll see other people share things on social media and they like got together with like a group of 10 girlfriends like I don't have 10 girlfriends who we're going to dinner with but like do I want to go like I think you're just trying to make yourself feel better (laughs) about your situation no really like I like my sister like my husband I like my family Okay, well, this, I like girl, this girl had to move to a new town for her for her for her okay, husband's I'm, work. Oh, so it's so not like she has her, her sister. Okay, so, so your advice isn't helpful either because she's like, it's not like her high school friends are there. No. So what I'm saying, I'm giving my example. Kelly, you don't listen to me when I talk. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm giving my example. So a few ways I said, like through your, she has an 18 month old. So oh, like yeah, once yeah, I start yeah. going to like daycare and such, you can meet parents through that. Go to local events. Like my town has like festivals and stuff or yeah, like you know, high you're school right. games you're right and also the gym when I, the gym when i moved to dallas i met a ton all my friends were from church mm-hmm. and that i mean especially in like a church that's like a community where it's just at least in dallas of course it was just like buzzing with young adults and people who are super welcoming and wanting to make friends so i get that well kara take elizabeth's advice don't and don't be so bitter like <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> no, it'll, no it'll, it'll take life. it'll take it'll take time and um, just remain consistent and let's both challenge ourselves to put ourselves out there and to just try. Okay, 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 guys. So now it's time for Blake's besties. And if you missed last week's episode of the podcast, we decided that for the month of October. We are going to be reading for the month of October in honor of Pregnancy Loss Awareness Month. We are going to be honoring some of you guys who have lost your babies far too soon by reading some of the fun, funny stories that you have about while you were pregnant with them. Mm-hmm. So this was, this was inspired by Blake. Um, we had Rachel write in, Blake's mom, and she's going to kick us off with like kind of sharing a little bit more about Blake because mm-hmm. I realized we like made this whole thing and i'm like oh my gosh like i don't even know like what blake likes to eat like i don't even like know anything about her so i was like whoa let's let's take a step back and let's hear about blake so um hi besties i'm rachel blake's mom and i'm excited and honored to kick off blake's besties by telling you more about her her life may have only been for 38 weeks inside the womb but her life and memories are family made with her matter blake loved ice cream and sour gummy candy to have loved very this appropriate <laughs> very appropriate <laughs> she was a little wiggle worm that liked to keep me up at night kicking and punching away mm-hmm. and i do don't you well i guess you wouldn't know this <laughs> i'm telling you who they are in the womb is who they are outside of the womb really? because george n- was not a big kicker and like he's a chill baby and like hattie was crazy and she's a crazy crazy baby yeah. so i think we can assume like blake is a party girl okay don't you kind of think love to see it um she also got to go on some really fun vacations a family vacation to corpus christi texas where her and her husband had her f- Oh, okay. So Rachel and her husband. So yeah. So let me back up. Rachel, her husband and Blake and wait, hold on. This one's confusing. Okay. She got to go on some really fun vacations, a family vacation to Corpus Christi, Texas, her and her husband's fifth year wedding anniversary trip to Chicago with a quick stop in Minneapolis and one to Vegas where we crossed off a major bucket list items with Blake in Vegas seeing George Strait in concert. Icon. 
icon. Not many people can say they've been to a George Strait concert. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do with her was Gianna Taylor Swift, specifically to her album Red. Taylor, she puts Taylor's version. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Blake's favorite song was Message in a Bottle. My oldest daughter, Taylor, was two years old when I was pregnant with Blake, and it was so much fun to watch Taylor step into the role of big sister. Taylor would always lift up my shirt and try to get a glimpse of Blake through my belly button. It always made me laugh and still does. She loved to give Blake big hugs and sing to her. Watching her do that now is even more special to me. Um, She goes on to say Blake was the most perfect, beautiful baby ever. She had an adorable nose and precious dark hair, and there's not a minute of the day that goes by where I'm not missing her. So that's a little bit about Blake. So we would love to encourage anyone who just wants to honor their baby and, you know, tell us about what they what they look like. What did they like to kick? What cravings did you what have? What was their name? How name did you come up with it? Like really what whatever you want. And this is really just an opportunity to honor your baby and to talk about them and to just really We're tra- move past the stigma yes. that this is something that shouldn't be talked about or it's something that is too too sad to even touch because while it is so sad there is so much happiness that was experienced yeah throughout the pregnancy and so we just want to honor those moments and i will just ask if you so you can write into hello at the com. just try to keep it if, if you want to write more that's fine but also if you can try to keep it brief or like tell us like this is like the brief part like we're going to be reading all of the messages yeah. um so if you need somewhere to vent, vent away. Vent away. But just know like if it's super long, I might just we not can't. be able to read on the whole podcast. But if you just yeah. like want to send a shorter paragraph and it, it does, it also doesn't even have to be that long. It doesn't even have to be that. It can be, it can be their just name. Whatever, like, you, whatever, whatever, whatever you feel called to. Whatever that feels for you. But we did get a write in. Um, so I wanted to read this one from Rhea. And she said, my baby girl, Emma, was diagnosed with neural tube defect at, tw- at my 20 week scan. So we knew we wouldn't have a full lifetime with her. She's my first baby. So I really got to appreciate all the pregnancy first with her. My favorite was when she would kick in response to me rubbing my belly. My husband and I met Emma on July 6th of this year at 33 weeks. She was absolutely gorgeous with lots of dark hair and the fullest lips. She lived in my she lived for an hour in my arms. Lots of love, Rhea. That's really cool that she would kick in response yeah, to touching like, the, like my, a, kids, like my kids have never done that mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah emma so we are honoring emma and blake today um so right into hello at the karma official and like liz said it is like focusing on the good times that you had with them not because the hard times aren't important but because like we have to we want to break the stigma and we did talk to rachel blake's mom about this a lot and she like was totally on board so don't yeah. think like rachel's in the loop oh yeah rachel knows what's going on she <laughs> and she, she loves lo- it and she loves it so yeah. if rachel loves it we're gonna do it so, hashtag blake's besties hashtag blake's besties um okay cal i think it's time for our ditch the drive through i know and i'm bringing it and so i'm very bring it. very excited about it bring okay it, so bring it. Today's Ditch to the drive through is the Ditch to the drive through segment, if you're like new to the podcast, is when we give you an easy dinner recipe idea to get you out of your dinner rut and just mix it up and ditch the drive through. This one, this one is, is, an, is, is a good one in the Stumpy household. And you can do the most or you can do the least, which is how I like my recipes. And that is shepherd's pie. Yum. Do you know what shepherd's pie is? Yeah. It's like uh, ground beef with like vegetables and then mashed potatoes, potatoes on top. Yeah. <laughs> genius first of all <laughs> yeah Gee, elizabeth what if we did it with sweet potatoes 
slay Ooh. sweet potato slay, slay. <laughs> hashtag slay sweet potato slay okay so anyway i make this for my kids a lot because first of all i love a recipe that uses ground beef that isn't tacos like sign me up i also love a recipe that i can use like a bag of frozen veggies in okay sign me up and we still have a starch so like again you can do the most with this you can like peel and chop a carrot and like boil potatoes and then mash them or you can get frozen peas and carrots brown some ground beef add some seasoning slap some bob evans mashed potatoes on top yeah Add some cheddar cheese, pop her in the oven. Oh my gosh, my mouth is watering. Literally. Um, I also, if I ever like, to, so what I do is I make the mixture, which I probably like need to try like, I have a recipe. I just need to go look at like what sauces you put in it because I don't totally remember. But the, the, the meat of it, if you will, is meat. I use frozen peas and carrots, mushroom. Sometimes I'll chop an onion if I'm feeling it. And then mashed potatoes on top with either some Parmesan or some cheddar cheese, whatever I'm feeling. But I also found a recipe one time in a Food Network magazine i i go back to it several times a year and it's a baked potato shepherd's pie so you instead Genius. of like mashing the potatoes you make a baked potato and then you fill it with shepherd's pie filling and then you can like go from there so it's like the same it's vibe so without like without the extra without stuff. the extra so i do like the shepherd's pie better for like younger kids because like the baked potato is so soft but i've made it just the baked potato shepherd's pie for me and tyler before and he loves it yeah, that sounds great. It's a good thing to feed a crowd, too. Like, if yeah. you're having people over, do the baked potato shepherd's pie. What it's, do you season the ground beef with? Well, that's what I need to look up. I don't remember. I have the recipe. Okay. I, will, I will share with the class. Because that's the thing that I just feel like I, it's stopping me from going forward. No, I have the things that you're supposed to okay. do. I just need to... I don't remember off the top of my head, and I don't want to, like, tell people wrong. So, I will share the recipe. Okay. Well, that's our episode then, Kel. So, I have gone back for Starburst equally to Sour Punch, Sour Patch. You know, I've gone back to the gummy worms, but I'm just a gummy worm girly. You know what I haven't touched? The uh, the nerds clusters. Nor- nerds clusters. I don't know if I like them as much as I thought I did. This is, it's just so controversial. We'll let you know. We're going to like, we'll just leave these in the office and we'll just see like which bag goes first. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for listening to the Carpool Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, give us five stars, leave us a comment and follow us on Instagram at the Carpool. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.